0: Okay, good afternoon everyone, Shem Aleichem. We uh, continue in the important words of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, the Igeres HaMusser, the Musser Treatise. And Rabbi Yisrael began by telling us how man, his uh, power of imagination, leads him free. And he is not bound, only in his intellect. And Rabbi Yisrael describes the force, the sheer power, the overwhelming nature of the imagery of the imagination, that the intellect is, so to speak, no match for it. And the power of imagination has the ability to make a person pursue those things that he knows certainly he's going to have to pay for, but he can't help himself. Now, Rabbi Yisrael writes, That a person is able to ignore the time that God will visit punishment upon him for his actions, nobody else will face the consequences other than oneself. Now, what does that mean, nobody else will face the consequences? In the back of a person's mind, they think as follows You know, uh, so I don't dive in that great, maybe I come uh, late, but it's not my fault. You know, my parents, it's their fault. They were very overbearing on me. So yeah, it's not really going to be my fault. I'll blame it on my parents. Or I'll blame it on my Rebbe. My Rebbe never really respected me. When I was in second grade, one time my Rebbe gave me a bad look. And that's why I never amounted to anything. So in the, a person is able to convince themselves that ultimately, after 120, they're not going to have to bear the responsibility for their actions or their failures. Instead, a person has in their mind, I'm going to blame it on my father, I'm going to blame it on my mother, I'm going to blame it on my children, on my wife. If only my wife would have taken good care of me, if only my husband would have spoken to me nicely. And a person has a whole list of individuals who they will blame for their shortcomings. And Rabbi Estrell says, No! Nice try, pal! The responsibility will fall only on your shoulders. And that's the oldest trick in the book. God comes to Adam. He said, why do you eat the fruit? He said, me? She gave it to me. I mean, we've been doing this from uh, time immemorial. But it ain't going to work. At at, at 120, at the Din V'Cheshvayn, the the responsibility will fall squarely on our shoulders. That's the first point of Rabbi Israel. He says, Man alone will bear responsibility for his actions. And then Rabbi Yisrael really brings to the forefront one of his great principles. The sinner and the one who will be punished are the same person. So you say, oh, no kidding. Who else is it? You know, yesterday we said a person might conjure up some kind of uh, imaginary philosophy that when it comes time uh, when it comes time for punishment, you'll call someone up on Uber to drive over there and to take your place. I mean, come on. Rev. Friedlander in his Sefer Sif asks, We know that all imagination is based on a kernel of truth. There has to be some factual basis to, for the fantasy that a person creates in their psyche to be able to rationalize behavior. So does a person really think that they'll be able to send some kind of wax um, sculpture of themselves to throw into the Gehenna in their place? So Rav says like this, Human nature is, and this is what Rav Yisrael is teaching us, that I look at myself, you know, my parents call me Dani. Say, Donnie, th- who's you? My, my flesh, my bones, that's you. Am I Neshama? I don't know, that's kind of, some kind of like uh, spirit inside of me, but that's not really me. So, shana, a person thinks to themselves, yeah, it's a good thing that me, I'm gonna lie down there somewhere in uh, maybe on a mountaintop on Harazesim, on a sunny day. It's going to be most of the year comfortable up there in Harazesim. There's a cool breeze and I get to overlook the Temple Mount and I'm going to be in a good place. And the Neshama, I don't even know what the Neshama is. Let the Neshama get what it gets. I'm not really too worried about what's going to happen to the Neshama. But I'm going to be maybe in Beit Shemesh somewhere, in a shady spot, or maybe Har Menucha very pleasant up there. So I'm okay, a person thinks about themselves. And the neshama, I don't even know what that is. I don't relate to that. That's someone else. That's outside of me. That's different than the sinner. I'm the sinner. And the good thing is, I don't have to face the repercussions. I'm going to send someone else. You know what that someone else is? The neshama. And what Rabbi Yisrael is teaching us is that even though intellectually we know that the body is not us, The faculty of feeling pain and pleasure, yes, they're nerve endings, but the acute pain that the human being feels is not felt by the nerve endings. The acute um, emotional pain that a person feels is felt by the neshama. The enjoyment and pride that a person feels is felt by the neshama. And even though intellectually we know the true I, the true self, is our soul, but the imagination and the Koyach that is effective in, so to speak, creating a disconnect between the knowledge that we are our soul and the uh, feeling. We don't feel that we are our soul. In fact, Ravitzla Itzla Petterberg writes in the Koyach I want to read to you his words. Admar, that refers to Rabbi Yisrael. Ravitzl was the primary disseminator of the Musar Thor Rabbi Yisrael, Admar Hishrish Lanu Yadia Gadoila Israel ingrained in us a great truth. Kiguf Haadam ena Rak Halavush. Man's body is a coat. Got that? If you want to know who's me, this is not me. That's your coat. That's your clothing. But the the faculty of man that's sensitive to to enjoyment and pain, we're not talking about. The sensation of taste. We're talking about a certain inner satisfaction or or emotional distress. that lives on exactly the same way after you shed your body. Now Rabbi Yisrael writes as follows, you know, if somebody's wearing um back to the oven, people want to know why I'm so fixated about the self-cleaning oven. But it's a, it's a very good analogy. Let's say you stick your hand in an oven with a glove. So your hand starts to feel warm, even though you have the glove on. <laughs> but in no way do you feel the real heat of the oven. The same way in this world, our, our sensory of emotional pain or our ability to feel spiritual delight Yes, when you do a mitzvah, you feel spiritual delight. It's dulled because you have a a glove. You know what the glove is? Your body. Your body dulls the neshama's ability to really sense and to savor the spiritual delight that you experience by doing a mitzvah. And likewise, when a person does an Avera, yeah, you feel down, you feel grimy, you feel disgusting. But it's also dulled because you have a body and the body masks it. But as soon as you take that glove off, the pleasantness, the happiness, the ecstasy that a person feels through, from his observance of mitzvot is so raw and indescribable that there's no pleasure in the world that matches up to it. But likewise, the, the feeling of pain and anguish of doing an Avera, it becomes so raw and so painful that it's unimaginable. And Rabbi Yisrael taught that the body is just a cloak At first glance, it it feels like the soul and the body are two separate things. The body goes to the dirt. And the Oinesh, the Neshama gets. No! Don't make a mistake and think you're going to send this agent called your Neshama to Gan Eden or Gehenim to receive reward or punishment on your behalf. You know, you have this idea. I'm going to send the soul to get what it gets on a, on account for me, and then I'll say, Nishama, let me know how it is. Maybe write me a letter every month. Let me know how you're doing. No, Rabbi Solove taught. The person themselves, in his full force and glory, is alive just without the body. This is what Rabbi Sol is writing over here. It says of Goldberg. No one else will suffer the repercussions. The soul is you. It will bear the, the brunt of it. It's the same person. The one who does the Avera and the one who is punished. Okay, Rabbi Say, that's an important idea that we know to be true, but the power of imagination has our um, ourselves sort of wired to subconsciously create this, uh, feeling that it's not going to be the essential I who will receive the reward and punishment. And that is the point that Rabbi Sol Salanter is making. Hope to see everybody on, uh, Monday at five o'clock. Tonight this year is eight thirty. You could join us tomorrow at two thirty for Hilcha Shabbos. And until then, I wish everybody a wonderful week. Until next time, have a great day.